Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Hey, what's up, 40 Nation? Before we start this podcast, we just wanted to let you know about a brand new product that's out on the market called the Launchpad Kickoff Block. Yeah, guys, I mean, this kickoff tee is phenomenal. It's basically designed to allow you to have a forward lean on your blog, as well as to be able to lean it different ways that you want it. So it's super flexible and has a, a very good surface area to strike the sweet spot on the ball. As we all know in the kicking industry, hang time is more important than ever. So the forward lean and the 360-degree power arc or, or rainbow of of settings, it makes the launch pad the most versatile and strategic kickoff tee ever. We actually had a camp just recently where a guy that normally hits 63 to 67 yards is normally in like the 3-2 to 3-4 hang. And we just said, hey, why don't you just test it out? And the guy was hitting 3-7s to 3-9s, consistently hitting 65 to 68 yards. And it was just remarkable. So uh, this has been phenomenal to have the Launchpad kickoff tee come out, and you guys can use our code NKR, just like, you know, NKR camps. You know, NKR is the code where you can get a discount, and we're also going to put the link in the description, okay? So that way you guys have that. And again, there's other things with this awesome Launchpad tee. I mean, you could do really cool squib kicks and boomerang bouncers and, and sidewinders. It's just more important forever to have all these tools in your kit when you're going to compete against other guys at the high school, college levels. And the other thing that's really cool about this is, is safety, actually. I mean, we've had trainees in the past that, that may step their toe. On other tees, uh, it's really cool how the launch pad is designed. It's very safe for your foot, you know, coming in to, to make foot-to-ball contact. So, again, launch pad kickoff tee. We're stoked about it. We're excited. Links in the description, and you could also use code capital NKR. Yeah, Brian, I love the block. To see it firsthand versus just kind of understanding the science behind it with the forward lean and opening up the sweet spot. Like you said, when we saw kickers at our camp get a little bit more hang time than they average and typically do in our camps, I mean, that's what sold me. And so I'm fully behind this block now that I've seen it in action and we've had the kickers at the camps like it and actually started purchasing it already. I love the block already. Go get yours today. What's up, guys? Brian Jackson with Chris Hughesby, Fourth Down Experience Podcast. We're stuck because we're we have Daniel Carlson coming back on the show. It's basically a three-year anniversary uh, pre-draft. Last time we had Daniel, so Daniel, welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's it's been a fun journey. Um, hopefully, it's been a fun journey for you guys and all the listeners as well. Welcome back again. We kind of were reminiscing about this leading up to calling you. Uh, we essentially had about a three-year anniversary with Harrison Butker as well, and so it was really fun for us to kind of meet you officially, I guess by phone, and then just follow your journey over the you know the last three years, because again, three years ago, you had just gone through the NFL Combine, and then we, we talked about what that journey was like so far, so we're excited to talk about how things are going for you. Absolutely. Hey, so Daniel, just curious, just talking about the Combine here, like, you know, when you went to it, and then... Then it just happened. Did you? Were you watching it by chance, or did you see any highlights or anything? 
Um, but yeah, this past year, um, I'm actually, I was back in Auburn a little bit ago, and so the punter from Auburn went to the combine this past year, so uh, I kind of got the inside scoop from him and just, you know, talked about his experience. We had talked before, kind of, I helped him prep a little for it, um, but, you know, got to hear a little bit of how, about how the kickers did and how the punters did. Um, I think he said there were maybe about seven punters and three uh, kickers. Um, unfortunately, it's really hard to kind of find, you know, video or anything. I wish they televised it. I think a lot more people would love to watch, you know, what the NFL combine looks like as far as the kickers and punters go on the field, um, even the snappers. But, um, you know, I just got a little bit of scoop for him and, you know, how he did. And it's a boss. He's an he's a Australian punter over here. Um, but, you know, it's exciting for those guys and, you know, their, their opportunities to go somewhere in the league and, you know, get in with a team, maybe drafted, maybe, you know, find a camp or something. But you know, there's always a lot of talented younger guys that are coming out of college that are going to be competing with, um, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily an older guy, but, you know, I've been in the league now for a couple of years and, you know, it's each year there's a new, new pool of guys coming in to compete. You know, it seems like... Uh... It's just from my, my viewpoint that uh, a lot of these guys are doing more of the other athletic testing. Like, you know, like Ben Turk mm-hmm. had 25 reps on bench press. You know, just, mm-hmm. just wild. And a lot of these guys are running yeah. 4 8, 4 9, 40s. I, I couldn't remember. Did, did you did you try doing that or did you do any of the other testing or did you, you just kick? Yeah, my year, a couple guys are kind of on the you know, on the fence whether to test or not, um, whether to run or not. And so I think there were a couple guys that did, but I think for the majority, you know, of us either we had decided before, I decided before, but some other guys kind of decided during that we weren't going to test just because uh, we kicked before, which is good. But really after, you know, we were still kind of tired from kicking and you didn't really want to go around a 40 and, you know, mess something up, you know, even if, slim chances um you never know so um you know but if some guys you know want to show that they're, they're athletic and you know if you can put up 25 on bench or whatever it is you better do that um you know because if that that could be a tiebreaker later on the road to show that hey this guy's a little better athlete than this guy might be but you know they're very similar punters or kickers or whatever um so i think some guys are interested in doing that because you know, as a coverage aspect or just uh, overall just athletic standpoint, I'm going to try to describe them be able to, you know, stay healthy and, you know, be a good athlete out there on the field. And, you know, that's, a, that's always a benefit. So, Daniel, so you had just completed your second year, right? Second, second year. Second year. Uh, you, did a, you had the stint with the Vikings, and then you got brought in for the final 10 games of the season, and then you had your first full season. What has your what has it been like so far over these two years for you? What have you learned? What have you maybe improved upon over time? Yeah, from what you've learned yeah. in your journey. Yeah, it's definitely you know it's everybody's journey is a little different. I mean, you were talking about Harrison's journey. I don't know, from the squad to you know winning the Super Bowl this past year. Um, he's he's a close friend of mine, and it's awesome to see you know his journey. And mine's obviously a bit different. Where right, you know I was drafted and. Things looked like they were going well in Minnesota, and then shortly after, I was cut, and I was on, you know, bouncing between um, couches for a couple of weeks, just training and uh, trying to find my next home. And um, Raiders picked me up, yeah, with ten games to go, and 
Um, playoff hopes were kind of low at that point, but luckily I was able to come in and really, um, you know, I think I made 15 straight and set the Raiders percentage uh, record for a season, uh, field goal percentage-wise. And, you know, so it, it kind of was a cool blessing in disguise, just how God kind of worked that into, you know, my, my journey and my path. Um, so I was, you know, really excited and really loved being a part of the Oakland Raiders that year and um, kind of rebuilding that team with Coach Gruden and, you know, the direction we were trying to head. And um, this past year, um, you know, personally, it wasn't necessarily as good of a year as I would have wanted, but um, I think the team continued to grow and, you know, you could see that they were taking steps in the right direction. Um, and then next year we're going to be transitioning to Las Vegas. So um, I think, you know, things are timing up well where it's going to be exciting next year. And, you know, hopefully we can make a good playoff push. And, um, you know, who knows, Super Bowl in the future, hopefully soon. You mentioned uh, John Gruden. Like, you know, there's all everyone has their head coach, whether they – say different things to the kickers maybe they don't say anything at all like what are there any funny moments or interesting things that he has said to you the last couple of years yeah um i think coach green is really unbelievable um and like you said every every head coach is different i know a lot of kickers experience you know sometimes moments sometimes with head coaches and you know some better um, but coach green is definitely a player's coach and um, you know, whether it's been when I've been doing well, you know, he's been very good to compliment me and, you know, talk about me in front of the team, too. I think that's, you know, always important to acknowledge your work, you know, because sometimes even in the NFL, you, the team's, you know, you're kind of isolated, so the team doesn't always see that. Um, but, you know, it, it means a lot coming from the head coach in the NFL. Um, and, you know, so I think that's always been really cool. Uh, you know, I think. Even when I've struggled this past year, you know, he's always, you know, stuck by me and, um, you know, put his confidence in me that, you know, that means a lot to uh, a younger kicker as he's going through the league because there is, you know, there's, there's not always the most job security uh, sometimes in the NFL. If you're competing for playoff spots and, um, you know, the, the margin of error is pretty small. So, um, you know, to see him let me develop as a young kicker and kind of, you know, trust in me and trust that you know, I can be the future of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's really exciting. Yeah, so talk about the Oakland fan base. Everybody talks about how crazy they are, how loyal they are. What's it actually like uh-huh. as a fan in the stadium playing on the field? Yeah, um, they, they are definitely, a, you know, rougher cut fan base, but they are, you know, very loyal, very, um, very loud, very, you know, very passionate about the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, hopefully they'll be just as passionate for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and so it's it's been very cool, you know, coming from college and, you know, the Auburn fan base was, Auburn University where I played was, you know, a little, little more conservative and, um, just relaxing family environment, whereas Oakland, you know, they, they like to party and they like to be loud and uh, rowdy at the games and stuff. So it's it's fun place, the black hole um, there in Oakland. Um, playing on the, we got to play on the dirt this year and had a couple games out there on the baseball field. And, you know, so it's a it's a cool, rough environment. And I definitely wouldn't want to be an opposing, you know, team coming in here to have to play us in that environment. You know, like, it's just, it's just crazy, like, looking at both you and A.J. Cole, the punter, like, you guys are both 6'4", 6'5", each are, like, 215, 220. Like, mm-hmm. 
do uh do any of the guys give like any of the DBs or receivers or like or anyone that's like <laughs> around six foot crap like hey man our kickers you know our you know you know the lingo like our kickers yeah. Are, yeah, uh, I, just kind of like some funny <laughs> locker room talk or anything. I, I definitely do think, um, you know, we probably have one of the bigger special specialist groups in the in the league, and um, I think, you know, I, I I've heard that I'm maybe the tallest kicker in the NFL, um, at least right for sure right now, but ever possibly, and so it, it is unique, and yeah, we we definitely you know joke around here and there, and we've had some comments about. You know, running fakes and just throwing it up to the big guys, me and AJ. But um, it's 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 always fun. But you know, for us, it's just you know about doing our job. And you know, it doesn't really matter to me what what size you are. You got you know benefits being shorter, and you got benefits being bigger and um, taller. And so there's you know there's things that you can use to your advantage and things that you're gonna have to overcome, um, whether you're shorter or taller. What's been your experience with with AJ? Just you know, you got younger guys coming in, both y'all are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you guys know the drill. Like, what's what's been it like with developing that relationship, especially yeah. the holder side? You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's been huge, and um, you know, he won the job in training camp, and um, so before that, you know, I was working with two different holders, and um, you know, that's that's a lot of times that's the way it goes. But he he won the job and he earned it, and. Uh, you know, it's fun to watch him, you know, his rookie season kind of, you know, start out learning a lot of things and really flourishing towards the end. Um, but, you know, as a relationship goes, I think that's always important because, like I said, you are kind of isolated sometimes and, you know, those are high-pressure situations and high-stress, so, you know, over the course of the season, it's a, it's a long season in the NFL with 16 games plus you know, four preseason games. Um, so, you know, that's that's a long time to be hanging around someone. So it's it's important to develop those relationships that you know me and AJ and our snapper Chad said we're able to develop. And um, you know, obviously, he just continued to flourish as a holder as well, AJ. And so that that was really awesome for me. And so, you know, it's it's nice to have three three younger guys where hopefully we continue continue that group. Uh, going forward and you know hopefully we'll have a lot of success for the Raiders yeah so you know it's been fun as we've been asking like uh, David Akers and Lawrence Tynes uh, Martin Gramatica you know how they like the ball held when they're kicking and so we'd like to keep continuing that especially mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. quote-unquote younger guys in the league you know you're still a young guy in the league mm-hmm. so how, how do you like it held what do you tell AJ you know when you're going to kick yeah, I think for me, um, one of the bigger things is since I am a little taller, um, it's important that he has a little lean forward on the ball um, because if it's you know leaned back at all, it kind of closes off the sweet spot of the ball and it's harder to see. Um, and when my foot, so I have a size 14 foot, and I, I kind of crunch it down into a 13, 12 and a half, oh. kicking on these but. You know, if, I, if that ball's leaned back at all, I'm kind of having a scoop under it to find the sweet spot. And uh, with that big foot, it, it makes it really hard to do. So um, he's done a great job, you know, getting it right, right right where I need it, you know, that forward lean. And then obviously a little lean towards um, himself as well. Um, kind of, you know, straightens out that ball as a right-footed kicker. Um, so that's, you know, that's something that, you know, he, he held in college and he was a good holder in college, but... I don't think, you know, obviously in college he knew to what extent he, you know, how important it was. Um, and so once, you know, he got to the NFL, 
he, he put in a lot of work and I think we, we tried to calculate it one one day and figure out how many holes he probably got a day and a week and I think it was something like a hundred fifty to hundred holds every day of practice and you know, it's it's crazy how much work you, you put into that. Um, you know, just from hopefully, you know, thirty something hits or uh in a season, you know, plus extra points obviously but um, you know, it, I really appreciate it as a kicker because you know it's it's important to us and it's important to the team and um, you know he doesn't he doesn't get much of the glory uh, if you if you make the kicks but um, you know he's just as big a part as well as snapper obviously. Yeah. So Daniel, now that you've completed your second season in the NFL and first kind of full season, you've probably now developed a comfortability with everything and probably feel a little bit more secure. Although we all know there's always competition. What are you doing in this offseason to just take care of your body, you know, and prepare for next year? Yeah, um, yeah, I think this is, you know, now my second offseason where I have a real offseason, at least NFL-wise. Um, so I've kind of, you know, learned from last year. Um, I got a chance to really work with Jake Elliott a lot last year. He actually um, was dating a girl back at Auburn University, and so um, he was hanging out at Auburn a good bit, and so we would get to... Uh, train together a lot so it's always good to have a little competition and a little you know someone to work with and that can you know take a look at things that you may be working on and they may be working on or just to film you um, that's always nice but um, that was fun my first season and you know this season I've been working a lot with my little brother who's the kicker at Auburn as well um, while I've been in Auburn and, um, you know, it's great to first to you know compete as brothers, but you know also to just kind of grow as kickers together, and um, you know hopefully feed off each other, and, you know help each other out if we see see little things that we can you know continue to improve. Um, and then you know besides that, it's just you know making sure you know I took enough time away after the season to rest my body, um, and then once once I got back and things continue to you know hit the right weight room and. The, right way and um also you know i think throwing in yoga and pilates has been a big part of my off-season routine especially um you know it's harder to do that necessarily in season i don't have quite as much time but off-season is a great time to you know, continue to work on that flexibility nice. um daniel you know you always have had a strong lever um especially on kickoffs uh, and your brother as well you know, and, and, you know, it's easy for someone just to say, you know, God-given ability, which is what you guys have, but obviously you've worked on your craft for a long time and been around some good kicking coaches, and you guys know to coach as well. What um, what would be one or two drills to help a high school guy that's that's wanting to say, like, how can I get some deeper some deeper kickoffs? You know, yeah. what, what would be some things that I need to do? Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of guys think it, it's – muscle movement, you know, it's all about how much force you can put into it. But I, I think there's a lot of technique that goes into it. Um, the best way I've kind of heard it explained for kick, a kickoff is it's controlled chaos. And so, yes, you do want to be aggressive and you want to swing hard, but the technique is just as important. And so, um, you know, making sure you have clean steps where you're building speed as you go to the ball um, and able to, you know, stick a plant where you're in control because um, I've, I've seen obviously a lot of guys run too fast to the ball where they, you know, they may be hitting one kickoff really well, but the next one they may be a little past the ball and it just may not time it as well. Um, so I think, you know, 
really kneeling down your steps is the biggest thing. And then after that, you know, I think the, the swing and that hurdle after uh, kickoff, I think if you can, you know, really allow your momentum and your hips to fire through the ball, um, I think that's what separates, you know, some guys that are really good kickoff guys, but, you know, to the best guys in the, in the world, really, in the NFL and stuff. Some of those guys that can just boom it out the back or with great hang time or, you know, put it exactly where they need to, um, you know, to be able to do that um, repetitively and, you know, do that time and time again, that's that's what really separates guys. So um, I think, especially for younger guys, yes, the, the strength and those muscles will come. You know, you got to work in the weight room and you got to build those muscles with reps and, you know, being in the weight room and continuing to get stronger. But, um, you know, continuing to get your steps down and really, you know, focusing on that swing and that hurdle, kind of that momentum, that transition of momentum to the ball and then through the ball uh, is really key. Was there a point in your kickoff development, you know, where it really started clicking? What year did you start kicking? And then was there a point where you're like, okay, now it's, the ball is really flying? Like, how long did that really yeah. take you in your yeah. development? Well, for me, I actually didn't start kicking until I was a freshman in high school. Really, about a week or two before the first uh, high school game. And, um, but obviously, I played soccer, and that's kind of how I fell into it. Um, I also went to high school in Colorado, so that, that helped with the altitude. So I always felt like, you know, I, I had a pretty good leg just because with the altitude and, you know, just the natural kind of swing from soccer. Um, while I was learning, I was good about getting contact and stuff. But um, it probably took me a couple of years until I really got steps down that I felt comfortable with, that I felt repetitive with. Um, and that's that's when I could be a little more aggressive there, where I could really feel like, hey, I know exactly where I'm going to plant, and I know exactly, you know, once I plant it, I can pull my, my leg through and um, really bring all that momentum and that controlled chaos um through through the ball and um so yeah that's probably you know junior year of high school right as i was basically going into college camps um, to try and get recruited and so you know that's that's really when i had really you know taken that next step as a kicker and become very serious about it and knew you know that was something i wanted to do with my future and so it timed up well where i was able to college coaches and stuff that that I could do that and you know since then it's you know I've continued every year to continue to work it and I don't work it necessarily as much right now in the off season it's once you're older you have to be smart about recovery and you know you you know what you kick on steps are but you once I start kicking off again you know consistently I, I do need to continue to work on it it's always something that you're always fine-tuning and continuing to get better. That's great, Daniel. You're providing a lot of really great information for the young guys and, and, and all of us to learn. And uh, my, my last question uh, before Chris can, can finish it off is we oftentimes, all of us focus more on the physical aspect and, and obviously we know that the mental aspect is super important at the kicking and punting and stopping level. Yeah, do you have like um, verbal cues that you say to yourself, or, or do you have any kind of routines that you have, uh, you know, before you get onto the field, and then when you're on the field before rep? Yeah, um, I, I I would say as far as routine goes, I do try and just kind of simulate um, 
I try and get one kind of practice swing out as I jog onto the field. Um, and that's something that just kind of loosens up my hips as I run out, um, gets me kind of concentrated. And then as far as verbal cues go, once I you know, take my steps and everything, um, I always repeat to myself, see it and through it. Um, and those are kind of two little phrases that um, just make me lock in and concentrate on the contact. Um, with, like I said, since I have such a big seat, that contact, if I... I wrap my foot at all, or if I catch the ground, that's you know that's that's pretty tough for me to overcome. Um, so that's one of the two things that I want to focus on, and the other one is through it, and that's just transitioning that momentum through the ball and really following through straight downfield, um, almost to my snapper. Um, and so if you watch me on film, you know I'll really finish down the field a bit easily, um, just to really fo- almost overemphasize that straight swing that I'm trying to create. Um, and so that's, I think that's huge. That's something I've learned. I learned kind of halfway through college was how big it is to um, kind of make your mind think about something specific. Um, because if you let your mind wonder, you know, I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm just trying to block out the pressure or the noise. Um, your mind's going to wonder to something and it's going to want maybe go one way in one, one situation or another way in a different. So it's hard to be consistent that way. But if you're concentrating and focusing on, you know, one or two simple things that you can do every time in practice and then you can do every time in games, that'll, that'll give you a lot better chance to be consistent um, in different situations, whether it's a you know, practice kick or game-winning kick at a big game and, you know, whether the wing's there or not. So it's, uh, I think that's really important and something you know, guys, guys should definitely figure out, you know, what are some things that I need to be successful? One or two things that, you know, I need in every swing that'll help me, you know, really, really just, you know, give me the best chance of making any kick in any situation. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, that type of stuff is important in, you know, for any kicker, just, you learn that with time and experience as well, you know, like what works, yeah, what doesn't, absolutely. and that routine and kind of in a way it becomes superstitious slightly not that you want to rely on superstition but just to have that routine that that gets you yeah. your, your mind and body think, back on track yeah i think routine is you know i, I wouldn't you know, superstition is not necessarily a good thing because that almost makes you reliant on it yep um but routine is great because that you know that's how you're going to become the most consistent if you you're a consistent person with your habits and with your training um, you know, hopefully then you'll be pretty consistent with your with your gameplay as well. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, we always like to wrap up everything with a few fun type of questions just to get your thoughts on it all. First, I guess, have you met Marshawn Lynch in the Oakland area? And, and if so, what is, he, what is he like? I think you guys yes, have almost I, crossed I paths. Marshawn a couple times. Um, actually, when I first came into the Raiders facility, he was... He was on IR, um, and so he would come by every once in a while for rehab and, you know, just to check in with the doctors and stuff. Um, but he, you know, I came in, and I think I was the third or fourth kicker at that point that the Raiders had picked up right when I came in. So, um, you know, he was just joking me, with me that he just he just said, oh, you're the new kicker. I, 
I can't learn your name because you never know. These kickers keep going in and out. So, um, you know, but he went in a great way. And, you know, he was joking. But um, later on that year, you know, he remembered me and said, hey, keep it up. So, um, really genuinely nice guy. Um, you know, I think, I think a lot of great you guys have a lot of great things to say about him. Um, and he's definitely a funny guy. I would have loved to see him um, play, you know, with us a little more. But obviously he was hurt. Um, that first season I was there, and then he was elsewhere the, the next year. But um, I've, mm-hmm. heard, I've heard a lot of great things about him. Yeah. All right, so what's the excitement like as you guys transition to Vegas, whether it's within the team or externally with the fans and the community and things like that? What's it like as you guys prepare for Vegas? I think I think it's super exciting. Um, you know, the, the stadium looks like, you know, the Death Star, it's, it's beautiful and you know it's, it's going to be awesome just uh, playing in that environment and then you know the practice facilities and everything's going to be brand new so um, you know I think as a team obviously we're really excited about that the city's I think very excited and you know it's a unique place where you know hopefully a lot of fans are going to want to fly in and um, visit and you know hopefully we'll have a new good local fan base as well um, and in addition, hopefully, you know, the Oakland fans, you know, transition and whether they drive or fly, however they get there, um, I'm sure, you know, there's there's already a lot of excitement around um, the transition. So I know the players and the coaches and, you know, everybody's really excited about the future of the, the Raiders. Yeah, you know, almost like the Packers as well. I mean, Oakland travels real well. Yeah, I once absolutely. went to a, um, a Redskins game out in the D.C. area. And they played the Raiders, and I could have sworn like half the stadium was were Raider fans. It seemed like. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've had a couple games like that where you know we were the way team, and we, we felt like we were the home team. Whether you know it was just because they were so loud, or there there were so many of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Daniel, we're coming to our our capstone question here. You answered this yeah. from a collegiate standpoint, and now that you're uh, two years in, tell us your five favorite stadiums to play in so far. My favorite, okay. Um, well, I've got to say Oakland, um, now that you know, we're, nobody's going to play in that anymore, um, that's pretty special. Um, kicking on the baseball dirt was miserable, but um, it, you know, it's pretty cool to say that I was able to do that because I don't think that's ever going to happen, in, definitely not in the NFL anymore. Um, so that, I would say that's one. Um, Arizona has a very good kicking uh, wise field you have a little elevation and then it's indoor um essentially there's there's a roof that's retractable but the field is grass um and i I love playing on grass so i think that's you know pretty close to ideal for kicking environments and that's one of my favorites um and i had a game one day with the raiders uh not this year but last year so that's always good oh yeah um I would say Denver is is good. Not not only am I from Colorado, but the altitude. Um, it, it's a pretty cool environment. Um, we played last year. And it was a close shootout game, but um, you know, really cold. Um, that's not necessarily my favorite, but um, I think that's always just a it's a cool place to be a kicker and play as well. Um, Arrowhead's really cool. Playing Kansas City, another. Know, rivalry game for the Raiders. Um, it, it gets extremely, extremely loud in there, um, and it can be pretty crazy weather. But um, it's they got some you know diehard fans, and 
obviously we got a great team, but um, you know that's that's been a cool experience getting to play in a tough environment like that. One. Um, and then maybe the, the last one I would say is uh, the Chargers Stadium actually is it's it's almost like an MLS soccer it is an MLS soccer um, stadium where that Galaxy play. Um, it was really interesting. They weren't necessarily a sellout crowd there or anything, um, just because they've had a tough transition, I guess, from San Diego, um, getting the fans to get there. But it was kind of unique because it, it's a smaller stadium, and um, you know, it, it almost feels like you're playing a, a soccer match instead of a football match. Just the crowd's a little quieter and uh, just a little different environment. So that was that was really cool uh, playing there this past year. You know, you and Harrison Butker are pretty close. What's it like, you know, as friends to meet up as t- technically rivals, you know, in a, in a stadium, in a game? What's that like? What's the chit-chat like? Uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, it's it's really cool getting to know some of these guys since high school even and um, getting to, you know, follow their careers and, you know, eventually get to meet up um, and play against each other. You know, you get a chance to chat before the game and after as well um, and just, you know, Hopefully, have some good family competition on the field as far as kickers go. And you know, I'm I'm never cheering against uh, another kicker. And you know, I'm the, the worst thing I'm doing is probably hoping it gets blocked or something. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if if we need that block, but um, you know, I, I'm always hoping my my friends do well. I just you know hope we do better and we're able to pull out a victory. Um, but it's it's really cool to see you know other kickers' dreams come true. You know, for us to get to play on this stage, it's a blessing. Always good for the brand. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Daniel, dude, it's been awesome talking with you and catching up with you, man. Like, thank you so much for all the nuggets you gave to to all of us and, and the youth as well. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you guys having me on, and um, you know, hopefully, all the, all the guys listening, you know, all the guys working around the you know country and the world. Uh, keep working and you know chase after those dreams so it's it's pretty cool once you you know put in the work and kind of see it come to fruition yeah exactly well daniel good luck with everything and at some point we'll probably have to check in about the vegas experience but uh enjoy your off season and family and 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 good luck preparing for next next fall awesome thank you guys all right take care Man, I just loved all the great stuff that he said, man. He, a lot of good insight, good information. I agree. You know, reflecting back from when we talked to him uh, post-combine, pre-draft, you can definitely see a, an increase in, you know, maturity, obviously, experience, confidence, you know, all that type of stuff. And obviously he had a, a little bump in the road with the Vikings, but, you know, you, you learn from those experiences on and how to grow, and I'm sure it's, you know, like he said, it's it's helped him develop into the type of kicker he is now. So uh, it's real cool to see that transition over those three years. Absolutely. So, all right, guys. Thanks again for listening. And every week you guys have been faithful and, and listening. And, and we have some exciting interviews lined up. So we will see you guys next week. See you guys later. Later. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.